All right, now you can talk. <laughs> that was tough. That was harder than expected. <laughs> and you kind of broke the rule a little bit. I, I talked a little bit. How do I clip this bad boy on? Anywhere? Uh, yeah, anywhere. Put it right, like, grab, yeah, exactly. Perfect. So that gets kind of tucked in. Though. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Can I spin it? <clears throat> well, can you do this? Mm-hmm. I think it's actually all right if it's, it's mm-hmm. tucked in like that. Do this. Yeah, 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 do that. Yeah. Alrighty. Cool, man. Thanks for having me over. <laughs> You're very welcome. My beer. There Where's is. your beer? Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. All right, well, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us about you, uh, like along <laughs> the surfing lines, you know? Okay. Like, uh, yeah. um, well, yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's, 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 I guess my dad is a surfer, and he taught me how to surf. Um, I think. I don't remember it, but he got me comfortable in the ocean at a young age. Um, and whatever he did, he did right because I love the ocean. I love being in the water. Um, and as soon as I kind of connected the dots that you could kind of you could stand up and ride a wave on your feet, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, I want to do that. That's pretty cool. Um, but on, honestly, like, I, I don't even remember the first time I surfed. How old were you? I I want to I don't want to go too far back because then I'll then I'll then it'll be like wow you really suck for how long you've been surfing. <laughs> <laughs> but um I mean I think I probably started like just just before um probably around the time I was like 10, 8, eight 9, 10. But being pushed in a waves, you know what I mean? Like paddling around a little bit on like a foam board or something, mostly yeah, yeah. boogie well, that's, boarding. That's how most people start. Yeah. Well, you know, that's funny you say that. I always say to people like boogie boarding is the way to start surfing. For sure. It te- like without the, the same consequence of surfing, mm-hmm. it teaches you how to like start going down the line yeah. and use your rail because, you know, you don't have fins, so you got to stick that rail in the wave. For sure. You know, and all those Find things. the pocket. Right, yeah. And know? all those kinds of things that like, I didn't even realize it until I started teaching people how to surf yeah. that didn't ever do anything in the ocean. Yep. And then just wanted to get on the board. And I'm like, you know, go down the line. Like, turn, let... And I'm yeah. like, they don't they don't get it. Oh, they've never done this at all. Yep. Like, oh my God, I got to figure out how to teach someone who's never even tried this whatsoever. Yeah. Because you, you take for granted what boogie boarding t- teaches you. you right, know? right. And it really is like, it's foundational for all the people that... That uh, are, are like proficient surfers and started when they were kids. Totally, and it's and it's funny too to that same, you know, uh, to piggyback on that thought, like to teach someone who's older, and you know, have has higher cognitive abilities and can recognize like what a wave is and how it forms and how it breaks. It's almost like too much it's all it's almost detrimental in a way because mm. like you just need to feel it and when you're a kid and you jump in the ocean and you learn through trial and error without you know purely feeling yeah yeah it's such a um you know but that doesn't mean doesn't mean you can't do it of course not. right right right, no, right right totally get that but i i 100 agree when you're a kid you're not thinking about it you're not trying to like 
like learn by textbook knowledge or something. You just yeah. are getting out there and doing it over and over again. Right. And like it really is no difference whether you are like I'm making air quotes successful or not successful. Like you're just having fun in the ocean. Right. And yep. all the while you're learning without yeah, even realizing it. Exactly. Whereas an adult or someone who's older is like actually trying to learn. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to analyze and they're trying to think and like put like you know, I guess, I don't know, definitions or something to, to actions and, and, like, what does this mean? How do I have to do it? You know, basically overthinking, I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, too, because, like, when you get, as you get older, you don't have as much free time. So to go and just fool around in the ocean is like, well, I got to be doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to actively be pursuing a yeah. goal. yeah. <laughs> Which which is why like having a teacher when you get older and having like a mentor to speak is super important. Mm. And 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 even when you're young, like you know, my dad taught me to surf, and I think that's where a lot of the magic of surfing comes mm. from is like who teaches you and how they instill in you that kind of recognition that this is different. Mm-hmm. Like this is definitely yeah. Different. You're so right about that because I'm just thinking like how how I learned to surf, and it was more on my own, but my dad sort of taught me too, and he's a sailor though, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. But it, like uh, a very, like, like the exciting kind of sailing, like Hobie Cats in the ocean, like Fast. surfing waves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, th- there's some principles that crossed over, you know? But it was like the love of the ocean and like getting to it and going back and going back, and maybe it was more passion he taught me. You know, what yeah. I learned from my father is like, you can, like, there's passion in life and there's something that overwhelms you that you love it so much and you, like, yearn to do it, you know? Yep. Yeah, that that's definitely... The passion is, is uh, something that... It's, like, learned in a way, you know? Yeah, yeah, you, kind you, of is. You see it, you see someone else have it, yeah. and you see how it, like, takes them over, right. you know? And, like, it's like, ooh, I, I want to feel like that. Like, I can tell he's not thinking to do that, He's yeah. just, like, he can't help it. He's hooting and hollering because right. this is, like, it's taking over him. Which is funny, like, I guess if you're going to look at it from that angle of I'm a kid or I'm even not a kid and I'm looking up to someone who's a surfer or I'm looking at this group of people who surf, I'm like, that is so cool. And I remember just, you know, and I still do, like, we, we idolize pro surfers, you know, or, like... I mean, it's lost its magic a little bit because you meet them now. Here and there, you run into them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, you're just a, another asshole like me, you know? <laughs> but uh, it's the same. Like, no matter what age you are, you're looking at the people around you who are doing it. You're like, fuck, that's awesome. I want to be, I want to be them. I want to be in that crew. I want to learn. I want to surf, you know? So, I guess it doesn't really matter what age, but. Yeah. What, but what, speaking of, oh, I'm sorry. Were you no, I was going to say, what, what are we even talking about? What, what's the question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to say, but I'm making this shit up as I go. That's the beauty of the podcast. You know, mm-hmm. like, this is like a casual discussion, and I try to ha- come up with the questions just to, like, stimulate the conversation. Yeah. But I'm kind of hoping it goes off on a tangent and, like, For you sure. know, like, I mean, we'll keep it on the topic of surfing, but even if it's not, whatever. You yep. know, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> Joe's interview, <laughs> that was great. That podcast was awesome. Oh, that yeah, yeah. He's well, he's a legend, you know. Like, yeah. I call. I'm gonna. I decided just today that I'm gonna call every podcast that I do one of the older dudes, like one of the legends. Yeah, the legend title, series. Yeah, the legend series. Like or like, so his, the title is when legends speak. Oh yeah. Like when legends speak. That's cool. the title. And cool. then in parentheses is, Kooks better listen. <laughs> so I think great. I'm going to start doing that every time I speak to a ledge. Yeah. I'm going to do, you know, when legends speak, Kooks like better it. listen. Um, yeah, you still got a f- few more years before you get that title. <laughs> so let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I, you know, I want to be a legend, but I think I got to put another 40 years in. Yeah. Give <laughs> some kids. And, well, maybe not. <laughs> um, well, what I was going to say, uh, like, about your crew. Oh, you were talking about like, you know, having like the crew that you have and, um, you know, who, who's your crew that you roll with right now? And, and like, they must inspire you if you can continue to surf them. Yeah. 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 Uh, is that, you're asking me who, who my yeah, crew is? Yeah. What's your crew? Or, um, or what are they like? Cause not, you know, yeah, very yeah. few people listening are going to know these people. Sure. But you can still like talk about them and how they inspire you. Yep. Um, right now. Well, I, I you know, I've, my dad is still part of my crew. He he's a pain in the ass though, because he's. <laughs> will you call me when you're down there, Dad? It's good. It's I I'm promise you. Get get in the car. Get start getting ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Come down, you know. And I'll see him like an hour later, and he'll roll up, and the wind will have gone on shore or something. Uh. But it, whatever, he's making the effort. He'll still he'll still paddle out, and, and every so often he'll catch it right and score. And he still surfs good, so he's definitely the part of the crew. My brothers, even though I don't really surf with them that often, um, and then more more, more frequently, uh, Corey Stanton. You know, obviously I've been surfing with him for years. He's probably like my one of my closest surfing friends. Um, yeah, he's one of the guys, like, when I think of you, I think of him. Like, you know, you two, like, yeah, yeah. You're, that's your crew. <laughs> that's who I was thinking of. It's funny because there's, like, there's a lot of that in our in our community. Mm. Um, you know, from, from end to end, there's there's a lot of, like, pairs, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. You think of Matt, I think of you um, and Graham. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, it doesn't sure. mean necessarily that, like, there, it's exclusive, but, like, you, Matt, Graham, John you know, Schwab, but like when I see you guys paired up, I'm like, who else is, who, who else is in the car? Yeah. 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 Who else is with them? Um, like better not be more than three. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yep. So, but yeah, my, my, I've been surfing with Mark a bunch. We've been longboarding, uh, a fair amount together. Steve, Swell Taco Steve, he's part of the crew. Is he longboarding? Uh, Steve longboards good. Yeah. But he, 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 um, he's, he's shortboards. Well, he's, you know, he's like, he's like all of us longboard when it looks right to longboard and yeah, shortboard yeah, when yeah. we can. I think that's the wisest way to be. Yeah. But talk about your longboarding now, because I, for a while you were only a shortboarder. Yeah. You know, and then like all of a sudden I start seeing you on like, not just longboarding, but like with good longboards too. Yeah. Like good boards. Well. So you, you got into it, right? I have I that. haven't even, we haven't even talked about this, so I, yeah. I'd like to hear. Um... I don't know where that came from, but I always was fascinated with, well, you know what? I know where it came from. I borrowed my dad's longboard one time, a, a lo- like a years ago, maybe five or six years ago, and I, I paddled out at uh, Field 2 at Robert Moses, and it was probably, I probably should have been shortboarding. It was like probably waist to stomach high, clean, and super hollow. 
for, for whatever reason, though, I learned how to nose ride in that session. Like, I never had nose ridden a longboard before, but I was running up to the nose, hanging five, hanging ten, and, like, blew myself away. It was one of those, like, where did I learn this? Yeah, yeah. And how, where did it come from? And I was by myself. None of my friends were there. It was all, like, just got other other dudes that I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty sick. And then from that moment on, I, was, I, I had a totally new appreciation for longboarding. Um, and then, you know Joey Ostrom? Joey O, he's the cop who, he's a Suffolk cop who's friends with John Angelo. Oh, yeah. He's but out you know it's so talk funny? all the time. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I didn't know that's his last name. Oh, Ostrom, yeah. All, all I know is Joe Cop. Yo, Joe Cop. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> probably in your phone. It's Joe Cop. He is. He is. He's, he's a great friend of mine. I love yeah, him. Good. I had no idea that was his last name. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I know it's Ostrom is because Joey O and then O, Ostrom. Okay, all right, I'll remember that. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but... He sold me that kook box, which was a game changer, because that thing is insane. Oh, shout um, out, kook box. Yeah those, yeah, those are great boards. Yeah. Drew, he's another one. Actually, I've already spoken to him. He wants to be on the show. I want him to be on the show. Uh, we just never linked up. But that yeah. is a great topic to talk uh, So Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you got and that box. board's pretty special, too, because, I mean, I don't know too much about kook box or too much about, like, um, uh, what's the dude's name who, who kind of, like... M- Drew, but Andrew, Andrew, Andrew yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of history in that board because Joel Tudor's it says S D N Y on underneath Coop Box, which mm-hmm. it, I think kind of like implies that maybe Joel Tudor was involved in the company still at the time. He, yeah, he may have been. They, he was involved with the company for the beginning. Well, you know what? I better not speak about it until I <laughs> right, right, really right. get the details correct. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, build some anticipation. I, I think there's a little bit of drama there, which would be cool to hear. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a good point. I want, yeah. I don't want it to all be like rainbows and unicorns. I'd like to hear some controversy and uh, yeah, s- some good, uh, some good story like that. But anyway, Anyway, go ahead. Your board's magic for that reason. Yeah. Well, to go back just for one sec for, for my buddies who are listening to this, uh, give them a little street cred. Matt Sutherland, Paul Shermer, I can't leave those guys out. Mm. They're like, we, we, we talk all the time. We, we're constantly, what's the report, you know, blah, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. Uh, Owen O'Donnell, he's always trying to snag a ride to the beach. <laughs> How old is that from? Owen's actually, a, I think, a junior in high school now. So what is that, 16 or 17? Uh, yeah, about that. Yep, yep. He's, he's funny, man. He's surfing good. And, um, like a year ago, his voice dropped. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. (laughs) It was great. So he's now, like, at first it was weird, but now it's like, yeah, he's, he's turning into a a young man, you know? (laughs) It's so funny. It's good. And he's surfing good, too. Um, but, uh. Yeah, so I mean, it's for me. M- my friends know I'm I'm bad with staying in touch with people that are outside of my immediate realm of everyday interaction and mm. weekly interaction. Mm-hmm. So like, I- I'm gonna surf with whoever's around. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is nice, and I think uh, a lot of guys have been kind of pulled into this new orbit of like the surfing community in central Long Island um, because of, well, because of a lot of reasons, but Swell Taco probably is a huge influence on, like, why the people who are friends now became friends and, and why 
Oh my God! I, I mean, I don't even get know. into I can't that. Even I want to hear about yeah. that because I don't really know about that. So, well, first make sure you address like Swell Tacos, yeah. this little joint in in Babylon, Babylon that Village. recently expanded to yep. another location more further out east. But it's just a little taco joint. Yeah. And I guess you know it's got surfing roots for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but why? What do you? Why do you say that? Uh, well, so Scott Jankow is a, a West Side guy, serves really well, moved to Babylon, married, Legend. and married, uh, you know, well, ma- married Brooke um, Zorner, moved, you know, set their roots on Long Island, moved to Babylon. Steve, Brooke's brother, came. They've always talked about opening up a taco restaurant, and they opened up this little taco shop in Babylon. Steve surfs from California. Brooke's always been involved in that culture. So, and having Scott as, you know, Scott was obviously very involved, still is. Um, so the place was like half of a, you know, it was tacos and drinks and, you know, hanging out. But like it was like kind of a finally like a, another spot that surfers could hang out that mm-hmm. wasn't that wasn't Bunger on a Friday night, mm-hmm. you know, or the post office cafe after Bunger on a Friday night and Mary Carol's late, you know, it was like, Oh cool. We can, this is, a, this is a cool spot. Um, and people came out of the woodwork, like the, you know, Scott's crew, Josh, Mark, um, Tom, Tom Cola, Tom Cola. Who else? I mean, there's a- so many. Vin Daly, like there, there's that whole, that whole crew of that age group came there all the time. It was like their spot because of Scott, and Steve knew all of them. And then Steve also worked for Bungers for a time, so a lot of the Bunger guys that he knew felt comfortable going there. And then Corey and I worked there like within the first couple months of it opening. So all of our friends came, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we had, to me, like for a while I viewed it as this like bunger and uh, faction melding, mm-hmm. because for a while, we, I never hung out with Mark, I never hung out with Josh or any of those guys, and um, they're all really good dudes, and now all of a sudden, like Swell Taco has become this melting pot of surfers, and it's, I think it's bridged a lot of gaps, mm. I think it's eased a lot of tensions. Um, Tommy, we're still, you know, waiting for you to roll through more frequently. And hell yeah, Josh, Josh and Tommy, uh, Josh, Mark, Mark and Tommy, you guys can squash your squabble. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yeah, That's man. Here, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. It's it's been a um, it's been such a melting pot for surfers, and I feel like Joe actually was touching on this a little bit, like how it's not so territorial, the water, being in the water, and, you know, uh, well, guys. That's only if you don't hang out at Spell Taco. I mean, or yeah. if you do. In a lot if you of, don't hang out at Spell Taco, well, it's still territorial. Yeah, <laughs> and in a lot of ways, there are, there are some negatives. Like, people know more about surfing and different spots, and it's also, like, for me, I can't, I can't be a dick in the water. I am sometimes, you know, but I'm... Ne- I'm only if someone blatantly messes up. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I kind of feel like it's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. There's no written code. There's no rule book. There's no way yep. to look it up. And 
well, maybe that's what we're trying to do now and here with the podcast and these things. Like, start putting it down on paper so people who are learning how to surf can start to learn the rules before they go out there and get yelled at about it. Yeah. Because I know, like, that's how I learn the rules. That's how most surfers learn the rules. Yeah. You go out there and you fuck up. And then you get yelled at, you yeah. know, so you kind of yeah. have to be a dick if someone fucks up. Yeah. Because otherwise they're just not going to learn and they're going to keep doing it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and like, I, I try to be good about it, you know, like be cool about it. But when you're, I guess it depends on the session too. Yeah. If it's a gnarly session, if it's good waves and good surfing going down and then someone's like kooking it up or doing really badly, you, you're going to have to make it known. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. the only way it's going to spread and people are going to learn how to like conduct themselves. Yeah. It's so hard to explain. Like, I got in an argument with this stand-up paddleboarder on a small board, and he wrote it well. Like, I, I, I couldn't, if I jumped on it, I would look like an idiot. He, he was killing it. But he did not know or understand, um, you know, like like the right of way. Mm-hmm. And, and he would, not only that, but he was snaking everyone. He was paddling yeah. circles yeah. See, and circles people, and circles. It's easy to teach right of way, but what people don't understand is, like, the respect, the, the pecking order, yeah. basically. Yep. You know, and like the recognition of the community and, and who's at who. Right. He, <laughs> I was paddling for a wave. I was way out further than him. And I was paddling for this wave and it took a while to stroke into it. And when I finally got into it, he had also spun. He was deeper than me. He had spun and taken a couple strokes and was standing up just around the same time I was. But I had been, like it was my wave for 10 seconds before he even decided to go. And so I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to ride this wave. So I went, he comes behind me, and then he, like, shouted at me. And I tried to teach him. He, he didn't get it. No understanding. No. <laughs> well, what did you try to teach him? Because to play devil's advocate, oh, he's deeper than you. Yep, yep. So I, I know it was a tough one. Um, You've got to send it back to the judges for review. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I, was, I had eyed that wave up and paddled into it and was, like, had obviously claimed it long before you even decided to. I was up on my feet as, you know, you, you were already... You've been on your feet the whole session, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to judge. It's a, tough, it's, a, it's a tough one. That's like, that's like a, kind of a, almost a, like the respect etiquette. Like, uh, or, or I don't know how, what, what category that falls into. Yeah, those are always tough situations. Like if you're you're getting into a wave sooner, but someone's deeper, uh, you know. Yeah. For me, I mean, listen, the way I look at it is... The paddleboarder is at the lowest of the paddle. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? The only one right. lower than him is gondolas yep. and sailboats. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, you were at the bottom. Yeah, man. You, you take that big old boat out into the lineup. Like, yep. dude, you yep. got it. You got to, like, be at the end of the line. And, and you got to understand that. He was hogging waves. So maybe part of me wanted to. Yeah, yeah, wanted, yeah. Wanted to put myself in that position. Right. Okay, I'm glad you said that. That was humble of you. And we do it all the time, too. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this situation happen so yeah. I can tell him how I feel yeah. about him being a stand-up battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subconsciously, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lie to myself and, and tell myself that I brought myself here because it was the situation. But, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you did it on purpose yeah. without realizing uh, all right, good one. Now, dude, everyone's got a good story about their kookiest moment. Oh, God. Or which, some... which one? When? The other day? Yesterday? <laughs> like, what? Are, did you see that? <laughs> you saw me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want validation that it... Yeah, we know that's not you. We know that's not typically you. You kooked it on that one. <laughs> but no, it's it's just so nice to, like, 
to hear it from someone who's surfing really well because if I hadn't said so already, dude, you're surfing great. I love the way I was oh, watching. thank you. After that one day, we just recently, you know, we have had a good swell. And, um, you know, me and Matt were packing up and taking off as you were showing up. So when we looped around to take off, we stood up on the dune for a little while to watch, and you were catching some sick waves, dude. Oh, doing thank really you. nice, thank you. fluid, smooth style. Thank but you. that being said, I know you kook it. Yeah. I know you fuck up sometimes. Oh my God. So I think you, got, you got a good one for me? <laughs> I'm, I'm easily one of the most inconsistent like anything. I, I played college soccer, and, I, and I, I didn't see much field time because... I'm inconsistent and I'll own it. You know, there's, I've gotten more consistent, I think with age and maturity because you try less, you know, try a little bit. You you don't try to do something or try to be someone you're not. Mm. So, you know, a little bit more reserved and you find then, Oh, I could actually flare out with a style rather than a crazy maneuver. Mm. Um, but all right, let me think. Um, it's got to be a good one. Like I find, I find the kookiest moments happen when you're traveling, mm. or you fuck up in front of all your friends or everyone <laughs> on the beach. You know, oh. like you're walking with your leash yeah, and you yeah, trip yeah, and yeah, you yeah. fall flat on your face. Okay. <laughs> all right, I got a story. <laughs> right, I can tell it's gonna be a good one, so I'm gonna get us another beer. All right, before this happens. Okay, do that, do that. Oh man. Where's the cracker? Uh, it should be on the counter. All right, cool. This this one, I'm gonna rope a friend into this too and throw him under the bus. All right, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Throw him under, and who, none other than the main man Corey Stanton. Ah, uh, he won't mind. No, 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 no. What a good spirit! You, all the listeners, you'll get to hear from him. Pretty soon. I'm definitely going to wrangle him into an episode. Yeah, you got to do it. He's a funny cat. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> All right, let's hear this story. So, uh, in 2012, we spent the winter in, in Puerto Rico, and then we went to Indo after that for like a month and a half. It was insane. Sick. Yeah, five months of just... Or four, four and a half months or whatever. Were you guys just in college? Uh, just after we graduated. Uh-huh. Yeah, it had been something we, we had talked about for a long time. Kind of like a gap year type move mm-hmm. um, at some point. And it just so happened that it, it worked. It, it, it all came together. We were supposed to go to Australia, actually. Doug Milstein had, was ready to line us up with some spot in Western Australia. And then I blew it. My cousin was getting married. Uh, he won't be listening to this, so I can talk shit. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I love him. He's, he's a great dude. But I, I had he asked me to be in his wedding party, and I couldn't. I couldn't not. You know, I wanted to be there, and I couldn't say no. It just wasn't yeah, an yeah. option. So we rerouted, stayed in Puerto Rico for three months, and um, it was sick. The winter was insane. We we surfed every single day for three months. It was mental. Epic. So um, we go to Indo, myself. Corey, his buddy from from college, this kid Lyle, who who lives up in the Cape, and um, and Paul Shermer, and you know, twenty four hours of traveling. We get to Cuda, we lock into a place, we get some sleep, we wake up the next day, we go to Uluwatu, and it's like a. By the time we get there, there's only maybe two, three hours of sunlight left, 
and we had rented bikes already, and the wind was weird that day. It wasn't a typical day for springtime, early summer in Indo, in, in Bali at least. Um, weather was weird, it had rained, um, so we get in our bikes, and, and Corey it's like, I, I don't really know. He's kind of the ringleader. He's the only one that's been there before. So it's like, I don't really know where we should go, but I got one spot that I really like. Let's go check it out. So we drive to Bingen and, um, you know, hike down this long path and climb down a bunch of staircases. And we get there and we, we, we get to the wave and we're all standing there for a minute. And we're like, all right, what's, what's the uh, hold up? Where are we going? Where's the next like staircase or whatever and he's like well we're kind of here and we were looking at the ocean and we're like what what we're gonna surf this wave like what is this what it was flat or what it was just a mess it was total chaos uh, victory at sea soup and 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 the all the silt from the bottom had been stirred up off the reef oh yeah so it was milky yeah yeah it was like turquoise milky color and um, it looked cool, but it was also like none of us except Corey had ever surfed in Indo. We had all these images in our head of, of yeah. the reef and <laughs> magazine what, cover quality yeah. waves, like and, and also like what might be underneath us. Yeah. So Corey is not a man of many words uh, when it comes to surfing, I guess you could say. Or yeah, no, know. he definitely isn't. He lets his surfing speak, and yeah, he doesn't brag. He doesn't talk shit it just kind of surfs so he was like this is the spot like i mean it's there's waves you guys just want to go surf like all right sure so anyone who's ever surfed bingen and if they saw it like this it it looked like gilgo beach and like (laughs) like plus size gilgo beach just total slop bingen is a calculated perfection wave it comes in hits this deep section in in like kind of gets funneled in, hits the reef, and just reels this perfect cylinder, you know. And it goes from probably like 25, 30 feet deep to 2 feet deep in a matter of, you know, just, yeah, it's a ledge. It's a ledge, you yeah. sit, You actually sit on the ledge when it's medium size, when it's smallish, you sit on the ledge. And you, you can see where the, the ledge is, like your feet are there, and there's like, 30 feet deep Mm -hmm. and you just sit there and and you kind of paddle as the waves kind of funnel in it's it's a sick wave but this like there was no indication that that was what the bottom was like so it was pretty sketchy to surf there when you don't know where you are and you can't locate how shallow or deep you are right right so i uh we paddle out um i catch a wave catch another wave and i fell and i felt underwater i felt like a little tug on my leash and I came up, and this brand new board snapped in half. No! Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I was I was disappointed. But um, it is what it is. You know, I was like, fuck. So I paddled in. I, I swam in, collected my board, brought it to some guy up in the, up in the um, I forget what they're called, uh, like kind of hotels and houses and stuff built into the cliffs. Mm-hmm. And... Just waiting, just collecting broken boards, dude. It's like, it's like, all right, you could almost see him like, oh, there you go. Business. Oh, it's like a funeral. Yeah. 
So I brought it to him. I was like, all right, repair it, whatever. Waited for my friends to finish their session. We got back on our bikes and we're riding back. And there's probably still like a half hour, 45 minutes of sunlight as we pull up to um, maybe more, probably like about an hour of sunlight as we as we pull back towards um, Uluwatu as closer we get to the point. And we stopped and we looked at... Uh, Oh man, what's the name of the spot that they have the contest at every year right in front of the cliff? Uh, it's a really... Padang? Padang, yeah. So we stop at Padang and we're looking at it and the tide had filled in a bit or tide had changed and Corey's like, oh, that looks pretty good. We made it surf this. And I'm, I'm amping. I'm still frothing. Like we're in Indo. I broke my board. I had not satiated by what happened. And I'm like, all right. They didn't even say anything i was like i'm gonna run back to the room get get a different board and i'll meet you guys back here see you in five minutes it was right up the road and at padang there's a big bridge and it had rained so i hop on my scooter go across the bridge (laughs) fishtail (laughs) i had some traction at that point too like i was going decently fast i fishtail slide out and I slid from one side of the bridge to the other, and the bike hit the wall, and I slid into the bike. And it was just like this scene. Like, all these Indonesian dudes ran up. Oh. Corey and Paul and Lyra are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I stood up, and I was fine. I had a huge hole down the side of my, my, my baggies, and I had a gigantic red, like, just, I was skinned. My ass was skinned. Oh, um, fuck. Yeah. But uh, I was fine, but it was just like, what a, what a first day. Yeah. What a first day in Indo, you know? So you broke your board and you broke your ass. Yep. <laughs> How's and the scooter? The scooter started right up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so the, talk about cooking it out. Um, yeah, that's a good first day. How did the rest of the trip go? Um, did it level out from there? <laughs> I'm I'm a weirdo. When it comes to new locations in surfing, like when we were in Puerto Rico, I got caught under the lip of uh, of increasingly like the swell was filling in, and it got way bigger really fast. And we were out there, and all of a sudden we started scrambling as sets got bigger and bigger, and I got caught underneath, you know, wave breaks here, don't be there, <laughs> right on my back, board snapped in half. Wow. tombstoned for like two waves i thought i was done for actually and then the leash snapped and i and i scrambled to the to the shoulder but again like new place one of the first real swells broke a board i broke i think i broke three boards in indo and not because i'm a good surfer because i'm a fucking idiot you know like i took off too deep on a wave at lakey lakey pipe and got drilled I went over the falls at deserts with the lip, got pitched out and crisscrossed with my board. You surf deserts? Yeah. No way. Insane. How that good is that is wave? It's it's a it's a machine. It's oh my machine. god, I would love to surf that. Did you did you get a couple good waves? Yeah, yeah. Um at that time I didn't know how to ride the tube. Like I I did, just didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was and I was learning in a place the perfect place to do it, but Perfect place, but perfectly consequential. Too. Oh yeah, and and no matter what, that the thought there's a there's like a hump you got to get over with tube riding, where you don't you recognize that the longer you stay in it, the the safer you actually are. 
Mm. Like when you get pulled back into the foam ball, like when the barrel gets heavy or weird or sketchy and you kind of get, you know, as long as you don't get clipped or something, if it closes out, you're best off just being pulled back into the foam ball. It's the softest spot of the wave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I always feel like there's this, like, circulation going on back there Mm -hmm. that kind of spits you out, you know? True. And, like, I I always kind of try to fall. If I'm in the tube and I'm going to fall, I try to fall kind of where the lip is meeting, like, impact, you know? (coughs) And, like, get in that, like... Circulation? Yeah, yeah, and get spit out the back. (coughs) Yeah. I don't have that. I don't have those balls. (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean? Like, that I'm falling. I, yeah. It's no choice. That's a pretty critical maneuver, though. Like, if you fall under the lip and you don't get, you don't ride the push that way, but you ride the push that, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, out to the front. Yeah. Yeah, but that's hard to do, I feel like, because you're in the tube. You're kind of already True. on that side of it. True. So, like, if, okay, so if I'm backhand, I'm pig-dogging, like, if I feel like it's not going to happen or it's closing out, I'll, like... I'll kind of like start falling forward towards my heels, I mean towards my toes. Right. And like almost suicide dive into the trough and right where the lip impacts you and like boom and get on that yeah, the yeah, right yeah. side of the explosion and get spit out the back. I'm learning from front here. side like it's actually harder when you're front side, I think. Right, you know, cuz you're, you're leaning almost you're almost diving towards your you're like going back. backwards, yeah. yeah. You're like kind of trying to go backwards. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. But I also, you know, it's funny. I always, I always am curious about people's strategy for getting off their board in the tube when they have to do it before they fall. Oh. And like, I don't think diving forward is the call, no. but a lot of people do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like your inclination because you want to puncture the water. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it's, it's. I mean, it, it's somehow it never the works. board like kind of catches up to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like I've, it's too many, too many times as the board caught up to me jumping forward. I got washed around with my board yesterday. I blew it on the one good wave of my session, and uh, or two days ago, and uh, I oh. got washed around with the board on the water. Yeah, it was, it was, were you shortboarding or longboarding? Shortboarding. Yeah. How, how was it? It was pretty good, huh? It was. It was. It was surprisingly good, and it got big. Like the tide filled in, and it went from chest to head high to like a couple feet overhead. But as it did that, it also started closing out more and mm. became way less, um, you know, Makeable? predictable. Or oh, like oh, it was yeah. it was weird. Huh. But it was it, it's it's heavy over there right now, and I, I don't think it's gonna. I don't know what will happen. It's hard to say what will happen. I feel like it's gonna go away. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Because that that was so unique. The situation that set that up. Yeah, that, that whole break. So I feel like just a couple more swells and it's gone. Yeah. Yep. So enjoy it while it lasts. Cheers. Cheers to that. And hopefully our negativity will be like, well, like turned around on us. Yeah. Sometimes I like to like be purposefully negative just to see like if the universe says fuck you, you're wrong again. You know? And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, I tricked you. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. Reverse <Yeah>. psychology. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, all right. Before we wrap this thing up, let me uh, let me hear about your fears. What are you scared of? Oh man, you can be honest. Come on. Yeah. Wow. Big waves, sharks. Um. Or no? What? Or, or some? You know, everybody's actually. I'm always so surprised by this question. I'm actually. I'm just got so self conscious because I say that every time I ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You're exposing yourself. Every yeah. day. Well, it's nice. You know, you 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 let your um. You know, your interviewee feel more comfortable by exposing your... All right, cool. You know, well, your I'm vulnerability. Glad to, I'm glad to hear somebody's benefiting from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I just realized I say that all the time. 
sharks. But it is true. Like I'm always no. What I, what I say is that this is such a good question because I expect the typical answers. Right. I expect. Right, oh, right, I'm right. afraid of big waves. Oh, I'm afraid of drowning. Oh, I'm yeah. afraid of sharks. And people say like the most like humble and like insightful things mm. that I'm like, wow, that really is a fear. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's just not what I expected at all. Right. You right. know. So if you really think about what you're afraid of and, and surfing and it kind of translates to life too. But anyway, what is it? Um, I think it trans, it transcends, it's like, it's a selfish one, really. I mean, it's, it's, it isn't, it isn't. I'm scared that, that Long Island will become a place that you can't surf. Hmm. And why do you feel that way? Water, you know, climate change, water levels rising. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a, um, a double-edged sword. Like, in one sense, we surf for a lot of reasons, but we surf because it's different every time, and it's, you know, there's really nothing, there's nothing like it. You know, there's things, well, there's things that are like it, but there's nothing that's that. And, um, you know, think where you're interacting with something that's changing in the moment, every second, and, and it's never going to be the same. You're never going to ride the same wave twice. You're never going to... You know, every time you ride a wave, it's a slightly different feeling. Mm. And to that extent, like, we, we search for that, and we're, like, addicted to that. And living on an island with sandbars that are constantly changing, we're almost, we're, we're, we're probably well adapted to um, having to adapt maybe in the future to surfing, like, some fucking weird shit. Yeah. Like, maybe Long Island's going to become a sandbar. <laughs> dude, I mean... Like, I think about what, what this island will look like in 50 years, and, you know, I hope I'm still around, but are we going to be surfing, like, Corey Stanton's front yard? Right, You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. are we going to be, like, Cor- Corey's, yeah, we're going to Corey's house, and, like, you're surfing, like, through, his, like, from his house, like, through his neighbor's yard, it's, like, sticking through the peak, yeah, and, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's scary, I don't know, I don't, my fear is that I lose the things that I love to do, like, surfing and snowboarding to climate change, you know, and I hate to be like, a, like end this on a pessimistic note. No, perhaps, no, 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 not at all. Not, and we don't even have to end it right away. We can, yeah. you know, we'll linger a little longer, mm-hmm. finish off our beer and, uh, you know, have a little positive thought to end on. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. I'd love to hear what you're doing with your, uh, with your stuff over here, with your DJing equipment. Do you want to sh- play us a song or would you rather just play, uh, just mm. put, throw in a record? Uh, yeah, I mean, you want to, you want to throw, should I, I'll put a record on that maybe we could talk with it in the background, would that sure. work? let's give it a shot. I've, think never these, t- I've never done that before. Do these, uh, do these bad boys... They pick up, they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah they do, right? Yeah. Yeah, it sounded, uh, Jake walked into the, um... Joey's? Yeah, walked into the kitchen or whatever, and I was cracking up, man. Oh hey, nice, nice to meet you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 the real that's the reality of it though. Yeah. You know, like someone walks in the house in the middle. This is not a studio. Talk about the sweetest kid ever, man. He is. Jake is a good dude. Yeah, uh, I don't even know him. I, I literally yeah. met him that day, and and he, but he did seem really nice. Yeah. But it was funny when I was leaving. Like he was getting back from wherever he left again. Like after I met him. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, and Joe introduced me to him again. He was like, "Hey, hey, Jake, you know Chris?" And and he was like, "Yeah, you introduced me to him like an hour ago." <laughs> That's great. That's great. 
Alright, so I'm going to put on a new record. It's nothing hip, nothing special, nothing meaningful, but um, this is something I just got. LCD Sound System is uh, one of the reasons that I am, have found my way into DJing. Cool. The main guy, James Murphy, he, he kind of is the band. And he uh, DJs and just produces and writes and really good stuff. But this is just an album that they re-released, or not even an album, just like an EP that they re-released. And which one? It's just like it's just house music, but you can kind of listen to it, have it in the background. Yeah, absolutely. What got you into DJing? This, I mean, not this song. Just like, dude, dancing is so much fun. I, I love dancing. And being able to, like, I mean, it's really, it's the same way I got into surfing. It's looking at people who are doing something really cool and being kind of jealous of yeah, them yeah, that yeah, they like, can do that. do that. Yeah. And um, I, I really like music. And I think this is really the heart of it. Like, Myself, this, this dude Rob, uh, my brother Matt, a lot of my friends like music, but 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 us three and, and my other brother Brendan, we um, we want like we don't we listen to some stuff that other people don't listen to, and closest like our closest friends, I think we want them to listen to that stuff too, and we want other people to experience what we like are seeing as like holy shit, this is really good music, and this is fun to dance to, and let's go, this is awesome. And they don't really get it just yet, so that's why we bought turntables. We want to deliver, we yeah, want to deliver yeah, yeah. something to them. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Let me mm -hmm. just fix it for you. I'm not sure if it makes a difference, but... Oh, yeah. It was just touching a little bit. <clears throat> so? Rad. Well, dude, that was epic. I fucking, I always <laughs> love talking to you. It's always good. You've got nothing but good vibes. Positive, Thanks, like smiling, surfing good. You got to ride longer equipment, fine. You ride long boards. You got to ride your shortboard, you ride your shortboard. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I mean, that's probably, and, and even going down to the boogie board, you know? Like oh, we yeah. touched on that earlier, how that's so important to your surfing to like, you know, you, you, to learn how to ride waves, ultimately. Because, right. you know, I think one of the biggest misconceptions about surfing that I'm trying to fight is that surfing is standing up on a surfboard and riding a wave. Yeah. And it really yeah. isn't. It's, yep. it's like the best surfers are the ones that understand the wave and the energy and know how to be in that energy as long as possible from beginning to end. Right. And they're the ones, whether it's a boogie boarder, a longboarder, 
fuck, I'll even say it, stand up paddleboarder. Yeah. Like when they do it right, yeah. you look at it and you're like, shit, I hate your equipment, but you did it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, but you know, like it, it's, it's all, it's all like, it's all surfing. And, yeah. Uh, no doubt. I'm just stoked to be here and, and see your place. It's kind well, of a you. sweet little place. Cool. This is, uh, when did you move here? Uh, September, I believe. Cool, cool. Just the beginning of September. Right, right near the bridge. Get right over the bridge in no Perfect. time, huh? Perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes I kook out and drive home in my wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's my kooky story. Don't edit that out. <laughs> Here's my kooky story. I do that all the time in the winter. <laughs> if you Sometimes. I, pl- I plan for it. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> I great. literally, like, have plastic bags and towels that, like, I'm, I'm over changing out of my wetsuit in the middle of the winter. But don't you get so gross and clammy and cold in the car not really if you're only doing it for five or ten minutes yeah yeah i mean what's how long does it take are you doing this out in montauk like if you're out east yeah okay yeah yeah. this is only if i have a five ten minute ride max yeah yeah yeah. if it's more than that then i change yeah yeah Yeah. but like yeah and then it does get clammy and weird but if i'm five minutes then i'm like cruising home my wetsuit still warm get in the shower take my wetsuit off in the shower rinse my wetsuit at the same time that i'm getting out of my wetsuit warm yeah Call me a kook. Sign me up if yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. being a kook is, and I'm fully a kook, dude. <laughs> Chris Vita, I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> you rip, so it's all good. Uh, the other day, I'm at the drive-on or the, the truck path, the old truck path drive-on. I pull up. It's early. Chris Vita's got his wetsuit on, winter suit, all the way up to the neck, hood sticking out the back with a sweatshirt over it, hood <laughs> in the hood of the sweatshirt, and like sweatpants over that. You're not as sneaky as you think, Chris. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> hey, if you guys aren't listening to the Coopcast on iTunes and you're not subscribed or rating or reviewing and doing all those things to help this show go on, you're fucking kooking it. Ew. Get on there, subscribe, rate, review, do all that stuff to make this show go on. Yeah, baby. You. Ow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ow. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs>